There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is kind of a critical juncture in the show right now in the history of Germany podcast. So much stuff going on. If you ever thought about supporting us on Patreon or PayPal, now would definitely be the time to do it. Uh, you can find our support page on podcastnick.com. You can also just buy some stickers or T-shirts or whatever uh, books. We have some books, and we're trying to work on more. We're trying to get so much stuff done, uh, but we've just kind of hit a brick wall. Luckily, to save the day is we, we do have a sponsor, and so before we get started, let me give you a message from our sponsors and heroes. This episode was brought to you by Studio Headphones. Studio is trying to bridge that gap between awesome tech device with amazing sound, but that might be a little bulky, and that snazzy accessory that might not have the best sound. Basically, a minimalistic and fashionable design with emphasis on audio quality, which would compete with the highest rated headphones on the market, but at a much more reasonable cost. They let me pick out a pair. I chose the Vaza, and I can vouch for them. Great rich sound where you can really pick out the details of music. And Studio's a cool company, Swedish, sleek, Scandinavian design. They ship for free anywhere in the world. Plus, if you enter Alchemy as a discount code on their website, not only do you get a 15% discount, but that also lets them know that I sent you, and that helps this show. So give the site a look, studiosweden.com. The Bluetooth headset batteries last over 24 hours of active use, much better than my previous headphones, or a full week in standby mode. And they really do sound as good as they look. That code was alchemy at studiosweden.com. Greetings, hello, and good day in a new episode of Heirlooms, Objects from German History. I'm Judith Strusenberg. And I'm Travis Dow. And today we'll take a look at one of the most important heirlooms of the history of Germany. A little hint, it has to do with the last couple episodes. It's a building. It's huge for its proportions. Since 1981 <laughs> on the UNESCO list of World Cultural Heritage Sites. And it's, it's a protected cultural property according to the Hague Convention. Conrad II was only king for a few days when he made a large donation that marked the foundation of a challenging construction project. As an expression of his claim to power, and of course, uh, for religious reason, he wanted to build a church that surpassed in size and important all the structures of his time. To say it in advance, he did, or rather, his successors did. The Cathedral of Spire was a site of the largest cathedral in Christianity, a cathedral of unimaginable dimensions. Later, the Abbey of Cluny in France surpassed the cathedral in size, but after its destruction during a French Revolution, well, today the Spire Cathedral is the largest surviving Romanesque 
church in the world. If you have never been to Speyer, you can take a virtual tour at uh, kaiserdom-virtuell.de. But if you go uh, to check that out now, then of course, come back so we can clarify exciting questions such as why Spire? Today, uh, Spire has almost 50,000 inhabitants, but a thousand years ago, Spire was an insignificant and very clear diocese, which would not have played a big role either among the Atonians or the Carolingians, meaning so there was there was no reason for uh, them to emphasize the city before. Um, and contemporaries kind of called Spire a cow town. It's in the western central part of Germany, roughly speaking. It's in Baden-Württemberg. Wait, it's not in Baden-Württemberg. I keep saying no, it's in Baden-Württemberg. No, it's Baden not in Baden-Württemberg. It's in Rheinland-Pfalz. It's in Rheinland-Pfalz. But back then, that was uh, Franconian territory, I guess, because it was built in the Franconian dynasties. Um, but today, it's... Uh, we'll also mention Goslar. It's not that far from Stuttgart. I don't want to... What's, what are the closest cities? <laughs> it's not that far from Copenhagen by American standards, <laughs> but... Uh, or oh, Moscow, dear. but... Uh, yeah. Uh, what, what's the, so, what, what are the closest cities around there? It's close to Heidelberg. Heidelberg, do you... Uh, there are a lot of American tourists in Heidelberg because of Elvis. There you go. Yeah. Is that yeah. where Elvis okay. was stationed? It's, it's yeah. really close to Heidelberg. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Goslar isn't that far. Goslar was the other, we mentioned that other important town, and we'll mention it again, um, kind of as one of the capitals, maybe the capital. But Speyer was, it was a diocese that the Ottonians and Carolingians before ignored. Ottonians were Saxon, so they completely ignored this part of Germany. Um, but... Yeah, now now it makes sense. Conrad II first gave a huge land grant. I have read various speculations why Spire became an important imperial seat. It seems plausible that Spire is not only located in the Salic heartland, uh, but at the time it was also the last episcopal city that had not undergone any major expansion by by any bishop or or a king yeah so it, it was time it was it, it was, was the last yeah. it was the last city it was a good city that missed a cathedral so so it was uh 1025 when uh, the construction began there is no document confirming the length of the cornerstone exactly but um yeah historians mean it's uh 10 25 and up to its completion a total of five generations of stone masons masons carpenters and countless craftsmen have have built in the cathedral yeah five generations by the way which are basically the last five episodes it's the whole dynasty um yeah kind of yeah took the whole dynasty to build this cathedral yes uh which if you listen to the episodes in order, <laughs> which Judith <laughs> loves when I say that, but uh, <laughs> when you listen to the way you are supposed to listen to the history of Germany uh, in order, then then you know that um, we mentioned Speyer the last couple episodes. Yes. Um, this really, for all the, the Heinrichs, third, fourth, fifth, um, we also mentioned that we're going to do a special episode because... The, you know, it, it did take a whole dynasty to build this thing, and it was kind of um, 
it's kind of interesting that it's like it it's they must have had this duty to finish this thing that Conrad II started. Conrad II, however, might have not had the foresight to to see where it, you know to to have the final vision of where it ended up under Henry V, let's say, because it just the the construction started with the crypt hall. Um, with a very kind of Roman-looking, this Romanesque columns and round arches and the alternating red and yellow sandstone blocks, which is, it's, it's, this is a very famous thing I'm describing now. Like many Germans have seen it in their lives on, on field trips and, you know, destinations. Um, but if you go to the, we'll have the website in the show notes. You, you can take the 360 tour of, you know, virtually of, of this thing, but it's a very well-known crypt kind of this, um, yellow and red sandstone blocks and and these it counts as you know that's why it's a unesco site it's one of the most beautiful church crypts in the world but remember that at this time the kings traveled a lot so it wasn't like he was moving the capital from goslar to speyer or one of the other towns to speyer he just started this project and conrad the second maybe only saw the construction site twice in his whole life um and henry the third perhaps also so Conrad uh, died in Utrecht in 1039, and his remains were transferred to Speyer. So he was the first emperor to be to be laid at rest there. Um, but it would it would continue on being built. Investigation shows uh, that there were already parts of the crypt and the altar house built by the death of Conrad. In a plain language, Conrad found his final resting place in the middle of a major construction site. That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and therefore the emperor was buried in an iron-tipped stone sarcophag uh, between the stairs of the yet unfinished pre-crypt. There were mm -hmm. iron bands uh, preventing the sarcophagus from being looted. Conrad's wife, Empress Gisela, uh, who died in uh, 1043, was uh, buried alongside her husband. And, yeah, originally there was a room for three sarcophagi, but the grave layout soon proved to be too small. It was extended twice until the death of the last salient ruler, Henry V. And, yeah, in this resting place, a uh, whole dynasty was buried. According to Henry V, Frederick Barbarossa's second wife, Beatrix of Burgundy, was buried in a tomb with her daughter Agnes, Philip of Swabia, Rudolf von Habsburg, Adolf von Nassau, and Albrecht from Austria were buried there too. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, a prestigious place to be buried if you're oh, of course, a, a yes. nobleman. Yeah. Boy, I was, I was just reading a lot about, because they made new discoveries of Westminster in London. And mm -hmm. it's, in Westminster, there must be like thousands of people. You know, they have the <laughs> Poets' Corner, the, you know, all kind of, but, but Germany doesn't really have that. Um, the, the, this is more like, it really is more the... Um, Salian dynasties, like family crypt, and yes. it was, and then afterwards it was still, you know, a a 
place as such. I mean, they were emperors for a hundred years. So the you know the Salians is something you learn about in school in Germany, um, but it's not like it. They continued the tradition. The Habsburgs are buried somewhere else. Uh, so yeah, yeah. because um, Germany had never one central mm-hmm. capital, mm-hmm. but uh, England had with London for. Yeah. Like ever. Oh, I, yeah. I, it's so interesting. I don't want to like go off topic, but because because this is 1043, you know, and yes. um, it was 1066, just a couple years later when um, not Will, not William, but his son, I think, or grandson or whoever it was, uh, uh, kind of beschlagnahmt um he took he took westminster abbey made it a royal Mm -hmm. procession i was reading about all these um special things about the fact that it's a royal uh, cathedral not an archbishop's cathedral so it's not called a cathedral it's called a uh abbey or what or whatever Mm -hmm. it is i don't know but you know it's like this really special thing and it's the same time as the Dom. and i had the Dom in my head when i was reading it but it's so different because um, because of what you just said because it's in the middle of london and then it doesn't matter if it went from you know to the stewards and and to the tutors every dynasty still had you know there was this symbolism behind westminster um the old anglo-saxon capital but Germany does not have that, you know, Berlin no. at this time, you know, so Speyer is a cow town. Berlin <laughs> isn't even on the map. You know, Berlin doesn't even exist. Munich yes. doesn't exist at this time. Um, it's just, it's, it's a totally different history and, and really, really interesting. I think, I think um, some cities did exist. So if, if Augsburg or Mainz or Köln, uh, like Cologne, um, would have been made into big, important cities. Aachen, for instance, which was a capital under Charles the Great. Maybe if other uh, emperors would have continued that, then maybe you know Germany would have a, a, a capital that goes back to Roman times, like Cologne or Augsburg. Um, but but no, instead they ruled on horseback, and and there is no Spaya is is bigger than Westminster in some ways, but uh, depending mm-hmm. on how you measure it, uh, um, but it's <laughs> and it's it's as old the construction, but it's totally mm. different, you know. So anyway, anyway, yes. sorry, I don't want to get off, but it's just no, really, no, no, it's really really because I was reading about Westminster and just eating up every word because I knew about Spaya. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this that's you know totally different. Why is it so different? Um, um. And of course, there's the Reformation, uh, Henry VIII, and all the thing in London that yes. plays a big, you know. So there's other reasons, uh, but yeah. Anyways, so you yeah. know, there's there's parallels. This is a dynastic crypt, but there's no poet's corner with <laughs> with hundreds of peoples buried next to generation, you know, hundreds of years of kings. Yes. Um. So yeah, it's it's kind of it's it's neat. I like history. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I think we both do. Yeah. So uh, let's tell a cool story about yeah Henry the Third and his heart. Why he oh, lost it right. in Goslar. You want to? It's a weird story. Okay, this reminds me. Well, okay, I'll tell the story first. Yeah, uh, a- after the death of his father Henry the Third. Um, Henry the Fourth, Henry the Fourth continued to build on the cathedral. Well, Henry the Third continued to. Henry the Fourth continued yes. to. But uh, Speyer is pretty close to Goslar, and Goslar was already a, an important city. Uh, we definitely mentioned mentioned Goslar before. 
Um, it was kind of one of the favorite places of, of his empire. Henry III could not, uh, upon his death, he could not decide whether he wanted to be buried in uh, Goslar or Spaya. So he had his heart buried in Goslar and his body, his the rest of his remains in Spaya. And that almost, that reminds me of like, it's the same purpose of a pharaoh's pyramid in egypt you know like you you take out the organs put them in jars and then um it just kind of reminds me of that so you have this this religious building built over a crypt and that's your final resting place um very very interesting um but yeah so henry the third is actually in both places he couldn't make up his mind so he's he's split Mm. uh henry the third died and five years after his death in uh, 1061, the cathedral was consecrated. His uh, son, Henry IV, was uh, just 11 years old at this time. Of course, um, this did not bring very uh, much happiness to the young kids. For uh, 1061, it's also the year in which Archbishop Anno ad- abducted him from Kaiserswerth to Cologne. Oh, yeah. And exhorted uh, from his mother his imperial insignia. Um, yeah, that was the, just a couple yeah. episodes ago. One of the major dramatic events for Henry the Fourth. One oh, of dear. you know he, yeah. he was excommunicated like three times. Had to walk on knees in a shirt to the. Uh, that was the investiture controversy and the walk to Canossa. All that. So, um, yep. Meanwhile, <laughs> Spaya Dome is continue. You know, the cathedral in Spaya is keep on being built. Uh, while all this happened. So just was being consecrated when young Henry was kidnapped, all that stuff. But that was episode 47, just a Seven. couple episodes mm-hmm. ago. Yep. Yeah, that's a great story. <laughs> poor Henry. Henry the Poor Henry the Fourth. I'm not pretty sure about this, but uh, for the moment, uh, yes. Even though the cathedral is now consecrated, his history remains exciting. Far-reaching alterations, fires, marauding soldiers, and archaeological excavations will come up. And, yeah, for the moment, we would be very happy to hear about this uh, podcast project. Do you enjoy listening to this? What objects from German history are there that we should take a closer look at? On Twitter, you can find me under the handle meet underscore Judith and Travis is at podcast Nick. After the cathedral was uh, built ready, uh, it remained only 20 years in its state. Then Henry IV make it completely redesigned. The nave receives a vaulted setting and the outer walls are provided with glimpses and a continuous dwarf gallery. At the beginning of the 12th century, however, the construction work on the cathedral was really completed. The cathedral, when it was finished, was dedicated to the benevolent, mild, and sweet Virgin Mary. Um, for Henry IV, the construction project was not just a legacy of his forefathers or architectural hobby. Um, it really, in addition to political power, this project demonstrated the religious power. Remember that the investiture controversy was going on? So 
this this was really important symbolically in his dispute with Pope Gregory the the seventh at the time. And if you're if you're listening if you, if you are listening to this out of order, then uh, we've been discussing the investiture dispute in the last like ten episodes. So seriously, so this this you know it's the biggest church in Christendom. Like it's you know it's bigger than than what they had at the Vatican at the time. It's it's you know it's not this is not a coincidence or there's this is not just like frivolous spending. He's trying to show that the emperor has real power, you know, real uh, financial power that can, real religious power that they can they can build this. Um, it's important to this emperor that was excommunicated three times to build the best church ever. Yes, uh, and because of <laughs> this, this did not help him. Yeah, when when Henry the Fourth died in eleven oh six. He had just been excommunicated yeah. again. So he, who had once pilgrimage to, to Canossa to be liberated by the Pope of excommunication number one, was buried in a still unseen chapel of the cathedral. So mm -hmm. sad. And for yeah. it was Henry V had to ask that, you know, yeah, ask for a pardon for his father. Yeah. Henry IV died in Liege. I'm just, it was just like two episodes or three episodes ago, but yes. yeah. Oh, geez. Yep. Couldn't even be buried in his own cathedral when he died. I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not in a consecrated part. Yes. Yeah. He was a, he, that was a fun, ep that was a fun emperor to research. Henry IV. <laughs> Oh, of course, yes, <laughs> really. So uh, Henry V to ask on the occasion of his coronation that his father was brought uh, to the tomb of his ancestors. It's a little bit funny because it has been Henry V who has brought down his father, arrested him and even uh, fought him on the battlefield. Mm -hmm. Tricked him. Trapped yes. him. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Yeah. But finally, yep. The the Shpaya yeah. crypt is important to them. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. So we'd say uh, from the Middle Ages, uh, we jump in early modern period. We are now uh, at the night of the 5th to 6th May 1450. The cathedral burned down completely, causing a huge damage. More than three hundred thousand guilders are mentioned. Pope Nicholas V granted in March 1451 a, fi a five-month indulgence and in March uh, 1452 again a three-month indulgence uh, to finance the reconstruction of the cathedral. At the next dramatic event, uh, the citizens of Spire were just visiting the cathedral to protect themselves and their belongings from fire. What happened then, Travis? Yeah, so another couple hundred years uh, in the future to the 28th of September, 1688, during the Palatine War of Succession, which involved uh, French troops. This was the French general Montclair finally announced that he had the order to destroy the entire city except the cathedral, which... Uh, allowed the the Shpaya citizens to take anything they can carry, including furniture, household goods, anything they could manage to get inside the cathedral. Um, 
And in fact, they, they, they did that and they piled everything several feet high <laughs> within the cathedral. And then um, on the 31st of May, 1689, the city was lit on fire and burned for days. And then the fire raged for a couple of days until finally in the night of June 2nd, it even attacked the poorly accessible eastern dome of the cathedral. And the chaos was then used by the French soldiers to loot even more, and um, including the upper imperial royal tombs. The, t- the tombs of the Salians were spared, except for the tomb of Henry V, as um, all the rest lay deeper in the ground. And the, the soldiers were just kind of, you know, they left in a hurry and only looted the top few tombs. Um, and we mentioned an ex- or we know this because of an excavation that happened in 1900. And we already mentioned that too on one of the episodes because we mentioned that, let me see, Henry IV was six foot tall uh, and was missing some teeth because of this excavation in 1900. So they, they found out that the French also didn't get that far. But that was, yeah, 1689. It was partially on fire again and looted. Um, and this, this event changed the appearance of the cathedral again. So if looking at it after then did not look like the original 12th century building because the great heat of the fire, the vault in the nave became fragile and partially collapsed. And the eastern part was okay, basically. And for a long time, almost a century, the east uh, one part was closed for worship. So when the, when they rebuilt Spire, it took them a while to um, rebuild the cathedral. Yes, uh, until the second half of the 18th century, then there was enough money to rebuild uh, the western part of the cathedral, which was uh, which was collapsed, and under. Uh, a German architect, uh, Franz Ignaz Michael Neumann, uh, the son of the famous Baroque master builder Balthasar Neumann, the gap in the western part of the nave was closed in its original form in 1772 until 1778. They mm-hmm. almost completely worn Westwerk, uh, got a contemporary Baroque facade. Just in time. Oh, yes. Just just in time. Yeah, if you're reading the dates, 1772, 1778, that's not far from the French Revolution. So, yes. And, and here, come, here they come again, basically. <laughs> in 1794, it was uh, dewasted again by French revolutionary troops. The cathedral was profaned uh, with the entire interior lost. In place of uh, the portrait of Virgin Mary, there were stalls and kettles, and yeah, it was uh, used as a much uh, material storage. It, yeah, I guess Speyer went back to its roots as a cow town, and um, <laughs> no, that's, yes. I think that's a sad chapter. Yeah, the the French yeah, really kind of um, disrespected that. Um, in fact, that that was almost the end of the Speyer Dome. At that point, it was 800 years old, and it was almost the French would have let it completely fall apart if not the Bishop of Mainz had not uh, stepped in. Um, 1806, it was actually slated for demolition, and the bishop 
had to intervene directly with Napoleon, and Napoleon stepped in and, and said it was and allowed it to be preserved. Now, okay, why Napoleon? Because, okay, the French troops were there, that's a, that's a hint, but after the Peace of Luneville on February 9th, 1801, the left bank of the Rhine was occupied by France. It fell to the, to the French, and that includes Speyer Cathedral. So Speyer Cathedral was under the jurisdiction of the French government, and therefore Napoleon. That's, I, I don't think the Heinrichs liked that very much. <laughs> or no. would have liked that very much. Yeah, I can't um, imagine that. But Napoleon did have to step, and he did. He was the one who said uh, that they uh, should uh, the cathedral oh, should was, be demolished. He was going to demolish it. Okay, so the yeah, Bishop of yeah, Mainz yeah, yeah, is really yeah. Bishop but, of Mainz uh, is the hero he said, here. Okay, okay, okay. Keep your church. Yeah, that's but first time he wanted to demolish it. Yes. Yeah. So it was his uh, Napoleon's wife and uh, the French oh, minister yeah, of culture okay. who uh, came up and uh, with the Archbishop of Spire and said, okay, come on, it's uh, cultural significant and can't be destroyed. Oh, yeah, because the, the, someone wanted to convert, it, convert the site into a triumphal arch. Which sounds very Napoleonic, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Uh, that's funny. Um, but in, in any case, yeah, so Napoleon does not tear it down. And Napoleon is defeated in 1817, 200 years ago. Again, the, the Germans decided to, that, you know, it had a lot of historic significance and building continued again. And at this point, we meet Ludwig I, king of Bavaria again. You uh, know him from the Zero episode of Heirloom, the one with the Sieges Tour. He liked the Spire Dome very much. And so he um, gave a lot of uh, money to rebuild the cathedral. Yeah, for, for those of you that do not know Ludwig I and you don't know what the Sieges Tour is because you missed that episode, you do know him as the founder of it's his fault that we have Oktoberfest in Munich, okay? <laughs> and, and all our American listeners went, oh, okay. Yes, that Ludwig of Bavaria. Yes. Exactly. That's, that was the important part. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. I mean, of he's, a, he's a very known. He's at least, I, I mean, I grew up in Munich, so he's very, very known. Like everything is, is kind of points to Ludwig I in, in Munich. Yes. And, but also, the Dome owes a lot to him. So then again, the cathedral was rebuilt in 1854 to 1858. The western part uh, was rebuilt in neo-Romanesque style. The uh, architect was Heinrich Hübsch, one of the most uh, renowned uh, representatives of early historism. He oriented himself uh freely on the original western building by taking center tower and two smaller flank towers but uh de deviated uh, significantly from the template in both the choice of material as well as the proportions considerably yeah, yeah that's interesting so in the 19th century they weren't after accuracy but they were kind of more especially the um what this is this is after Ludwig II, but like the very romantic um, idea of the Middle Ages and f 1850s. That's you know perfectly for 
when they were looking back going you know saying oh when when germany was you know when the heinrichs uh, uh were ruling and and kind of you know romantically looking back at the the nationalistic times and this was one of those buildings like definitely so they built it even bigger if anything but <laughs> kind of in the same style you know neo so before was Romanesque, which is copying Roman, and this is Neo-Romanesque. So it's a, a copy of a copy of a copy that's supposed to look, you know, very majestic and kind of Roman with the pillars and arches and everything. So, but again, uh, you can look at it at that website we mentioned. Hold on, I'll, I'll, I'll mention it one more time. It was um, uh, Kaiserdom, K-A-I-S-E-R-D-O-M dash virtuel virtual in german so v-i-r-t-u-e-l-l-l v-i-r-t-u-e-l-l dot d-e kaiserdom dash virtuel dot d-e because uh, you can just like scan around and look at all of it so that's about now it's it's almost to the point where you can um that's actually what you're looking at is the final kind of reparations in the 19th and even 20th centuries really you're not looking at a 11th century building um but yeah so that, that's that's your that's what neo uh, romanesque looks like that's the speyer dome in the years 1900 to 1906 an excavation campaign was carried out in the cathedral the royal and imperial tombs were opened and housed in a new and accessible imperial crypt where you can find them still today yeah, findings from the tombs uh, can today be admired at the Historical Museum of the Palatine. For example, the tomb of Empress Gisela or the orb of Henry III. You also gained a lot more insight, for example, about the appearance of the mm -hmm. rulers. Yeah, it's what you said before, the look of Henry IV. Uh, for example, due to, uh, to the climate of the grave lay, many of uh, the textiles were preserved. This uh, is very interesting, I think. Uh, this was packed and stored uh, more than a century, partly unnoticed the depots un until a detailed research project dealt with the textiles. There's a short video that shows photos of the excavation as well as the vestments of the ruler. I think if we could uh, pack this in the show notes mm -hmm. too. We'll try. I'll try to remember. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll find yeah. it. Um, yeah, yeah it, is, it, it is kind of cool. Um, it's because it's a glimpse of the 11th century, which is you know right when the crusade starts. It's it, there's a lot happening in that time. It's the same time as like the Norman invasions of England. So um, I well okay. I think I'm I'm a history nerd. I know, but the you know the 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 burial orb of Henry the Third. I'm I'm just thinking here like oh I would go see that right now. Let's go to Spaya. Um, but yeah, you can you can see all that online at least if you can't make it to uh, Rheinland-Pfalz anytime soon. I wish I could just go down the Rhine for <laughs> for a summer and just look at all these things. But so yeah, after a century after the construction of Ludwig the First. It was again built on the cathedral. The paintings, uh, which were made in the 19th century, were removed during a renovation in 1957 until 1961, along 
with a plaster and are therefore preserved. And I think they're in a museum too. Uh, brittle sandstone pillars were reinforced by cement injections. Mm-hmm. And uh, the gables of the transept and the choir, which were removed in the Baroque period, were restored after engravings and preserved examples of related buildings, uh, which means they tried to make it more Roman again. Not mm-hmm. neo-Roman, but uh, yeah, more uh, 12th century look-alike. Mm-hmm. Romanesque. Even then, it's Romanesque, not. Yeah, yes. it's like yeah. what the Middle Ages people thought the Romans looked like, instead of what the 19th century, like Victorian people, thought <laughs> the Romans looked like. But uh, yeah, it's, it's more along what the sh- what the Zalia wanted. So, um, kind of interesting. Yeah. Yes. So, like every other building, the Spire Cathedral needs ongoing measures to maintain the structures. For example, in last year in uh, 2017. The Afra Kapelle was extensively renovated. This is the chapel in which Henry IV was buried after his death until 1111, mm-hmm. when he was still brought into the official family grave line. Yeah, so the old excommunicate. Yeah. yeah, so the the grave when he was still excommunicated or. Something like that, yeah. And despite all the destructions and changes that have taken place over the centuries, over the last thousand years, really, all the reinterpretations and alterations, the Spire Cathedral, once the largest building in the Christian world, is an impressive monument of Romanesque architecture and a unique testimony to medieval ideas and the Salian's most important material legacy, like their final resting place. And don't forget, we have a new version of the history of Germany, which is we the German version always existed, Geschichte der Deutschen. But now we also have Tarich Alemannia, if I'm saying that correctly, which is the Arabic version. And we don't really have a good way of getting the word out. So History of Germany exists in Arabic. Please, please help us spread the word. Uh, it's There's links on podcastnick.com. You can subscribe uh, to the RSS feed. And I, you might be able to find it on iTunes, but I, we were told it's not probably going to be findable. So help us get the word out. Follow at HG underscore Arabic for the history of if you happen to speak Arabic. Um, but at least, yeah, that's HG, stimmt das? HG, yeah, HG underscore Arabic. Um, and, you know, help us, help us spread the word on Twitter and Facebook and any way you can. If you know anybody that's living in Germany and, and, you know, speaks Arabic and wants to, uh, know more about German history, then, uh, yeah, help us out. For this, uh, episode, we say goodbye. Have a nice day, evening, morning. Whenever you li- you've listened to us, and see you next time with heirlooms, objects from German history. Bye. Guten Tag, liebe Frau. Es hat mich sehr Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.